0: And once again, it is time for the BitMart Brain Trust here on NFT 101. For some reason, once again, I am your host, Matt Ryan, and I am joined as always by two of the smartest people in any room they walk into first and foremost it is the man who loves the spurs and is wearing the same shirt i am it's kalichi ibay and joining us from somewhere in the mountains is nathan simone and we have someone joining us from another mountainous region joining us all the way from switzerland it is patrick tobler uh kalichi you know patrick you set up this conversation how about you lay a little bit of the groundwork for us
1: yeah, uh, man, I've been such a huge fan of Patrick. Um, Patrick is the founder of NFT Maker, uh, one of the most, I guess, one of the most important um, platforms in the entire Cardano ecosystem. Um, it's a platform where you can, you know, meet NFTs. And I'm going to I'm going to allow Patrick talk more about that. But I met Patrick uh, at Consensus, and for the first time. And, you know, we just got to meet each other. I think Patrick was so surprised to see how tall I was. And he was like, (laughs) oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're so tall. Um, I get that all the time. But, yeah, uh, Patrick is uh, one of the most influential um, uh, people in the Cardano ecosystem. And I'm just so glad, you know, to have him um, join us today. So, Patrick, thanks for coming up.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for for having me and for that nice intro. Um, you know, meeting at consensus was really interesting. Just in general, meeting you and so many other people, like you always see the avatars, and then suddenly, you know, there's this giant in your case <laughs> coming <laughs> coming at you, which which was just incredible. Honestly, it's uh, it's just so nice to to meet the faces behind the avatar.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Patrick. You know, I actually met Kalichi for the first time also at Consensus because mm. we were roommates in a hotel. And I, when I saw him, I had the exact same um, thought process. So, but luckily, he's an amazing guy. And he's actually the one who got me into Cardano. I'd known about Cardano for many, many years. And just unfortunately, really just never dug down the rabbit hole. And so now I'm a recent Cardano convert. And we like to say that Kalichi is the OG. I'm the new one. And then Matt is actually a neophyte to crypto in general. Matt's only like a few months into crypto, whereas I'm Whoa. here. Kalichi is yours as well. So we've got a really interesting dynamic going in on this show where some people know more about things than others. Some people know nothing at all. And, you know, I've seen the light on Cardano. So that's that's, that's all I uh, wanted to put through there. So we're we're just super excited to have you because we... We're so bullish on Cardano in so many ways, not just cultural, but technical and all that sort of stuff, that having a, um, a kind of expert like yourself, I know it's going to be a, a fascinating conversation.
2: Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. And I think that's very interesting that all of you have like different uh, life cycles in the, in the crypto space so far. Yeah.
0: I just ended up here one day, like I just I was just wandering around the world and ended up. Oh, here's the thing: the not non fungible. Who's it's the the token? What's it's? And I just kind of I kind of ended up here, and I just I I guide the conversation. But we we were talking about meeting people at consensus. We were just talking about uh, NFT like meeting people in person. I, I was just at NFT NYC, and I have to say, like when you're looking at the culture of of nfts everything is so predicated on community and patrick i don't know your journey in nfts but what has been your experience meeting people inside and outside of the non-fungible universe you talked about like they're people that were just uh an avatar on a screen that were just basically these cartoon characters or these photos that really didn't exist in the world what is it like to make a, a real connection, meeting colleagues, or meeting other people while you're working on your project? Because it can feel like when you're working on something and you're the owner and the creator of a project and you're trying to focus and drive and kind of grind into creating something, it can be a bit lonely, a bit isolating. So how, how do you function with that back and forth of it all?
2: Yeah, I think I think you kind of nailed it there. It's very isolating if you especially now with covid, you know, we were all just uh, sitting at home watching watching the charts uh, go up and go down and then building stuff. And um you know, the reality is NFT maker has grown like so quickly and has has minted so many NFTs and enabled so many artists. And you can't really grasp that if you don't talk to these people, like uh, if I'm on Twitter, you know, I see, I see, I have a lot of followers and stuff, but but that's these, those are just numbers on the screen, right? But if you meet the people and you actually get to talk with them, and then they tell you, oh, you know, I, I made this random NFT collection that sometimes I um, even uh, haven't even heard of, right? Um, and they used NFT Maker, and they were able to to you know create a living because of me or because of NFT Maker in a way that is just the most satisfying thing ever because you just see okay my work is really impacting real people out there not just not just avatars those aren't just bots and and I think that that is just extremely eye-opening so it's very important to have like these gatherings um, and just just meet the people sometimes from from time to time and then also be inspired and go back Uh, you know I I couldn't wait Uh, even though it was amazing meeting all these people I couldn't wait to come back here to Zurich just to sit down and focus and build build and build and build. And, um, and then, you know, in a few months, I go to the next one and I'll just be inspired again. It's kind of, it's kind of like this cycle.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> like just speaking about how you've impacted the lives of, you know, a lot of people. Um, I'm one of those people. Um, obviously I've not yet launched my, my NFT collection on ghost Chain NFT club, but just, you know, working with, with our developers, like they really love NFT Maker, um, how easy it is to use. It's like so simple for them to use, like the APIs and everything is just so easy for them to use. Um, and yeah, and like I think NFT Maker has what? I think you guys admitted over 50 percent of all the NFTs and Cardano or something crazy like yeah, that not 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 quite
2: 50% of all the nfts but we made almost 50% of all the policy ids which means uh, basically 50% of all the collections right uh, which i'm extremely proud about because it means that we onboarded like the majority of um of artists into the space and we made like 23 or 4 or 2 i don't know uh, percent of all the nfts so over 1.2 million nfts at this point
1: that is just crazy. It's wow. crazy. That's, I did, I a, that's not, an insane number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys see why I, I, I needed to bring Patrick here? Because he, like, I think Cardano would not be as, like, I think when the NFT, when NFT came into the scene with, uh, for Cardano, that's when people started really paying attention to Cardano. And, like, Patrick was kind of the, one of the like the launch pad to make all that happen. So uh, I really, I really needed to bring him to the show um, to represent Cardano um, as we talk about Cardano NFTs and things like that. He's like the the, the perfect person to help us.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Nathan, but Patrick, we, we just need to preface. Kalichi has been, and Nathan, you can attest to this, the biggest apostolate for Cardano. Oh, that yeah. I've I've come across but Nathan do you if you have a question please please go ahead
3: well you know I I just want to to uh maybe preface this with you, Patrick, is that, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a recent Cardano convert and it's because of Kalichi. My brother was actually the one who had told me about Cardano for years and he had studied a little bit more. And it just, I think it was something that was just not on my radar enough because like me and Kalichi joke, people still think of it as a, it's always called a ghost chain, even though it's the seventh on coin market cap right now, like people don't bring it up. And so like, I, I, I'm willing to bet that there's going to be people that watch this video and they're still going to want to know, they're just like, oh, Cardano, like I hear the name, but they're just not going to dig into it. And I'd love it if you could provide like your best summation of why Cardano is so amazing, why it's so unique and why you should pay attention to it. Like it doesn't have to be that long, but sure, just, sure. if you like, you like spread the good word of Cardano and why people, why it's so like revolutionary.
2: Yeah, so uh, first of all, I, I think it's great, Kalichi, that you're uh, converting everyone here. <laughs> that, that, that's what you need to do, bring them over to the Cardano side. Um, but yeah, so so I, ca- I think Cardano is quite interesting in the space because Cardano is often kind of seen as as the outsider in a way. And it is. Um, a lot of people on, on other chains are kind of saying, yeah, all this ghost chain stuff and are kind of looking down on Cardano. And it's not... It's not really part of the of the cool kids club in a way. Um, and I think the reason for that is that Cardano has taken a very, very different approach to just developing the protocol in general. Um, I mean, essentially, Cardano is extremely slow, but also extremely rigorous in its development, um, in, in the way it's developed. So every single feature, every single protocol change, it was all scientifically tested and proven before and researched before, I mean, and and then it was implemented into Haskell, a very scientific and difficult functional programming language. And it it all takes so much time. But because of this, because it was uh, developed in such a way, it is building on a super uh, robust foundation. That's kind of the thing. Cardano is focusing on this foundation. That is interesting, because um, that's kind of the same as Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is strong because the foundation is strong. Bitcoin will never change. It doesn't have a lot of uh, changes had in the, in the past, but that's exactly what makes Bitcoin successful. And then there are other chains and those other chains are often developed in a, like a Silicon Valley kind of fashion. So they, they build fast and break things fast. And that is very interesting, especially for, for applications. But it might not be the ideal um, thing to do when you want to build a you know, global decentralized financial infrastructure. So um, I think the people that have stuck with Cardano over all these years are the ones which are patient and really want to see the change and not necessarily the, the people that just want to make a very quick buck, because that's not Cardano. Cardano is not very VC focused, not really hype focused, anything like that. And now we're finally getting to this point where applications are actually possible on Cardano. It has taken a long time, but now with NFTs and then smart contracts and everything else that came in the last few few years, we see, okay, maybe Cardano is is really right with their approach. Because on the other chains, we see so many issues. Like Ethereum is almost unusable. Uh, Solana is going down every few few weeks and um, you know bitcoin doesn't have smart contracts of course and there, there are many others uh, and they all struggle in a way and cardano is not struggling at the moment which is uh, very surprising to many people not surprising to me and not surprising to kalichi of course but um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what i what i love about cardano that it's trying to do things right from the from the get-go and sorry, that was a lot longer than uh, a short no, sentence. No, but that's then. exactly
3: <laughs> what we want. It's perfect. That's exactly what I, what I was going to say. Is the thing that got me is, because I've been a big Bitcoin guy for a while, is when Kalichi said, well, you know how Bitcoin uses the UTXO model uh cardano yeah. just uses an extended utxo model he's like it's basically bitcoin it's robust as bitcoin but as smart contracts and i was like mind equals blown all <laughs> over and then yep. once i went down and then once he got me on jpeg.store and i started using the nfts and you can send i mean i've sent nfts on openc and i see the ethereum gas fees i see all the downsides and when there were none of the downsides and it was quick and it was seamless i was just like oh my gosh I should have gotten into this two, three years ago. And then you read all about Charles Hoskinson, about 10,000 papers and their research and it's academic. And you're like, I feel like Cardano is a house on a street. And it, from the outside, it looks just like a regular house. And nobody knows that if you just open the door, it's got like a bowling alley, a swimming pool, there's a party going on. You're like, and you're like, and the house is never going to fall down because the person who built this took like just 10 years to build the foundation. And so it's just, it's such an interesting and exciting project that I'm honestly, I'm glad that it's getting the recognition it deserves now, but I'm also, I feel a little bit like I'm in a cool kids club where like, I know about this amazing thing and it's still, it's still still not like in the mainstream yet. So like I'm very bullish on both the technology, the price, the usability, just everything about it, so.
2: And I like this, I like this uh, house analogy. Um, I mean, you're all Americans, right?
1: Yes, allegedly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so the thing is, <laughs> except me, I'm, As I'm, I'm West African. But go ahead. <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs>
2: okay but the thing is as europeans um we we and especially as germans we often joke about american houses being a little bit like cardboard mm-hmm. and uh, and they all look extremely fancy but they you know they are hurricanes and stuff and then they just fall over sure. and in europe like all the walls are made of like super heavy concrete and and stuff like that and it feels like that's um, kind of the same thing with Cardano. Um, there might be flashier houses out there but then when the storm hits, Cardano is gonna be the only one standing because it's the only one with the robust foundation. And no, no offense, America. Um that's <laughs> oh, no offense, take of <laughs> yeah. yeah. it. Yeah. This
1: this is just such an important thing to to talk about, like how Cardano always like took the right approach. And whenever you hear like like Charles Hoskinson just talking about Cardano, I mean. I just I just always struggle like why do people like hate this guy so much like he's trying to build something that is that has a solid foundation and you know something where you know the, it goes through those peer reviewed and they only release something when they know it will work and it will not like have a lot of issues and and to Patrick's points like we we're, we're trying to build a global decentralized um like you know you know platform that could you know provide a lot of freedom to a lot of people from from developing countries and even developed country uh countries um you want to build it right you don't want to build it so it breaks you don't want to build it so it's centralized uh too much to where okay we're back to the old system so it's just I, i never understood that part but once once you start like understanding the mission behind what cardano is trying to do and once you start using the tools and, you know you start using the smart contract you you maintain nfts it's very fast you know you can send like multiple transactions um for very very low fees like everything just works and like i've noticed like like all the fud and all the kind of people who always make fun of Cardano, that voice is starting to go go away i don't know if you've noticed it patrick like on twitter like people who, like people who fought really? Cardano is like, it's starting to die away because like the proof is starting to show right now.
2: Yep, exactly. A little bit at least. And um, I mean, you, we see all the things happening in the crypto space and, and every single, as I mentioned, every single major protocol is struggling at the moment. We see all these like hacks and we see, so many big issues and and as i mentioned solana going down and ethereum struggling so hard with uh, trying to scale up and getting to proof of stake and 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 then you know there's cardano and cardano is just there and doesn't make any problems and is just slowly slowly grinding away and getting better and better and better and it will take more time to to get to the stage where we really can see it as a global financial decentralized ecosystem or, or or um operating system in a way but the path is there and you can see it if you really watch and if if you see like everything else falling apart and then cardano is still standing and bitcoin is still standing those are probably the only two at the moment which are really stable in a way um, from a technology standpoint in my opinion then that just shows shows all the haters and shows everyone else that cardano is here to stay and cardano is really um something
0: now, as an outsider in the room, uh, it feels like to me, and this is kind of a double-layered thing. Cardano feels like when you when you took a look at operating systems in the nineties and two thousands, you had Mac versus PC. But there was always Linux in the background that was open source that was able to kind of take some of the best parts of both Mac and PC, but it was very technology focused. You needed to be a computer person. You needed to understand the guts of what you were working on to truly understand the power of it. And it feels like that with Cardano. And also, crypto is about holding, but there are a lot of people who get into the crypto and NFT spaces for expediency. Like the, the concept of day traders. And I think that that's one of the reasons why people up until now have been not as bullish on Cardano as on other on other blockchains because you take a look at the culture of immediacy. And that's something that's big in in finance in general. What's the next big thing? What's the next hot trend? What's the next right. thing you can dive into? And when you present Hodgkinson in his 10,000 papers and you're like, you have to be so factual, <laughs> fractional. And, and it's, a, it's a rejection of that because you see that too across culture. You see that like people don't want to wait for something. They don't want to wait on a trend. They want to get in the trend. They want to be a part of what's hip now. They want to be the early adopters because they want to be on the thing. Now, how do you, and, and this is a question for all of you guys, how do you battle against that on a daily basis on a platform where something can turn on a dime, even less than a dime? It can turn on the, the, the thread, the thread of a needle almost immediately and cause a ima- massive disruption in the market. How do you stay away from that and how do you rise above?
2: It is a very difficult question and it's extremely hard to answer because… Um, it's what I'm like- good at
0: asking really hard <laughs> questions on a show where you want answers. That's me.
2: That's great. That's great. No. So, so the thing is, I, I, I think we see this very clearly in the NFT space um, and with the rise of NFTs on Cardano. So Cardano in the past um, was very much focused on people that are actually interested in this technology, in reading these papers, and in in all the you know early stake pool operators and it was a very small grou- crowd in a way and then once the nfts came to Garano, um, we saw very much that the the whole crowd and the whole um, like community on Cardano sh- shifted away from that a little bit shifted way more into this like hype focused um community that that we see in many other other coins and in cryptocurrencies in general I mean uh, cryptocurrencies are often dominated by coins like Dogecoin and Shiba Inu and uh, and of course you know the whole whole NFT scene in, in general is just a testament to that with all the apes and all these uh, collectibles and the flipping and, and all this kind of stuff and that's That is all great um, and and a good proof of concept for the technology. And uh, even even some of the NFT communities are really amazing what they've built and what they are creating. It's really a a tool to to allow creators to do stuff. But it's not necessarily what crypto is about. Crypto is not about holding, in my opinion. Crypto is also not about um, speculating. Crypto is about building tools that, that give access to a system that is global and fair to everyone, no matter who you are. If you're a billionaire, you use the same tools and the same system uh, in in the same way as if you're a a poor person somewhere else. And and that is what Cardano is trying to achieve. And I think it's very important that we never lose that out out of our vision like even with all the NFTs, even with all the hype, like the hype will come and go and there will be DAOs on Cardano. There will be all these different things which ha- which have hype cycles. There's going to be gaming and all that is cool. But the idea is really just to make the financial ecosystem more accessible to everyone. That is the main idea. And, and as long as we have strong people in the community, like Charles Hoskinson, who is clearly like a thought, thought leader, um we are aiming towards that goal. But I do sometimes see that we are led too much by the hype and that maybe um, a portion of the community doesn't understand like where we're going. And I see that in every cryptocurrency. I mean, the Bitcoin, that was the goal of Bitcoin as well. And it has shifted a lot over the past. And with Ethereum, the same thing. And now, uh, you know, the, the most famous influencers in the space, if you want to call them like that, it, it aren't people like Andreas Antonopoulos anymore, or or people who really really get it, but instead there are people who have bored apes as profile pictures, and um, just random Twitter people that I don't know cry about uh, random stuff sometimes and and have no idea about the clue or about the vision. And That's um, yeah, that's the difficulty. Like we we as a community really need to focus on achieving the goals that we want to achieve.
1: Yeah, and, and that's. That's a, that's, I, I want to ask a question based on, on everything you just said, because I, I kind of feel sorry for you in a way because like you, you, you made it so easy, um, you know, <laughs> to create like NFTs, um, like how must that feel, you know, that you created a tool that um, And you don't see people kind of like using it the way you kind of envisioned in the beginning, you know, right now it's all about profile pictures, apes and derivative of apes and just people just thinking that's all like blockchain is, but we know it's much more, much more than that. Like, how do you kind of, how do you balance that, you know, as the creator of NFT maker.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's okay because I, I see the good things that are being created with NFT maker and I see the, the like more boring things in my opinion. And um, I personally try to push you know the whole space into a certain direction. Like I, I personally, you know, I'm not super deep into most of the NFT um, communities and stuff. I'm I'm a computer scientist, I see NFTs as infrastructure, I want to see NFTs. Being used to power decentralized Spotify and power, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know, financial tools and, and all this, this interesting stuff and be used without the user even knowing that they're interacting with NFTs. And I'm trying to push towards that direction. And I think that is the best thing I can do just, just providing the tools to everyone to make whatever they like and then using the tools myself to build what I think should be done with those tools. And that is kind of the same thing for Charles, right? Um, I mean, Charles is essentially building Cardano because he wants to build products for people in Africa and wants to give them tools to participate in this global financial ecosystem. And everything around that might be nice, but it's not really why he built Cardano. And um, yeah, and I think that's that's all you can do. And uh, you never know like what your creation will be used for. It's the same with uh, even the internet. Um, you know, when, when uh, Tim Berners-Lee created the World Wide Web, he definitely didn't think that the World Wide Web would, would be used mostly for, for memes and cat pictures and stuff like that and uh, would have such such a power and then influence stocks because Elon Musk is tweeting about some random shit. Um, that's, right. Like, that that wasn't his intention, right? So, um, and, and still, use it for that. And I think, I think it's fine. I think we need to be fine with that. And we, in the end, we want to make it accessible. So, we have to live, live with what the people actually do with this accessible system. I think
0: right. that you have to, when you create something, you have to do the idea of embrace the suck. Embrace the fact that things are going to go wrong things are not going to work the way you want them to and also you kind of have to divorce yourself from the platonic ideal because the platonic ideal is exactly that it is not the op- it is not the scenario you're going to walk away with because human beings are still human beings and that is, it could be a great and wonderful thing like cat memes are awesome and it also allows for people across three to four different times, five different time zones, basically, to have a conversation with each other and shoot it out to the world to have other people listen and compare like what we're doing here now. And I think that the more we release ourselves from trying to stick, a rigid idea feels antithetical to what NFTs and what crypto can be or what the internet can be there's a, an idea of, of freedom of creation, freedom of thought, freedom of idea. And that doesn't mean that there just shouldn't be consequences. I think that if you do something to harm the world at large or harm others, there are consequences. But the ability to create a Cardano, the ability to do these things to where we can supply – people across the world who do not have bank accounts. And Nathan, you probably have that number memorized from presentations we were preparing for NFT NYC, but there are hundreds of millions of people across the world who don't even have a basic bank account, let alone the ability to do something. And I think one of the real tenets of Cardano is to develop, as you said, with the 10,000 papers and just the the idea behind what Hodgkinson is doing, the ability to try to afford these people the chance to have some attainable sustainable currency or have the ability to show that they are actually a person they have an identity in this world because you know ids don't exist some places or proof of a birth certificate or documentation i was talking with a friend of mine the other day and his family comes from an island where up until the last 40 to 50 years there was no electricity there was no record keeping. There was no, you You didn't know what the age of your grandpa or your great grandpa was. So how do you like, th- as we evolve into modernity, these things have to happen and they need to happen at an accelerated rate. But the more, the faster you go, the less control you have. And I think that's also going back to the idea of immediacy that we were talking about of other blockchains against Cardano, you you have to sacrifice one or the other at, at least at this point in the evolution of technology like we we the initial etsel wasn't going to be a, a fuel efficient vehicle that can get you from new york to philadelphia in under 3 hours that that just wasn't going to happen at the advent of the motor vehicle and i think we're still at that stage when it comes to this type of technology but the groundwork is
2: there
1: exactly Wow, that's that was <laughs> that was well said, Matt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's for powerful crypto, stuff
2: for a
3: crypto newbie. That was incredible. I, I just wanted to kind of further expand upon that. In that, you know, Patrick, I agree so much with what you've been saying. And honestly, I think that this bear market is great for Cardano because I think the first of all, Charles Hoskinson was saying the bear market is when you don't have to deal with all this hype and all this nonsense. You can actually focus on building things and it seems like that's what you're doing but when people like tell me they say like oh no like cardano is at three dollars and now it's down to 50 cents i say yeah like the price can change but the utility of the project hasn't changed they're still launching the digital id services in ethiopia it still only takes a minute or two for me to send nfts and they're native of the assets and the um uh, the prices are low like nothing's changed except your fiat equivalent to what you were going to do trading as a financial asset which it's not Really, it's it's not really its main purpose. It's an alternate. It's a ancillary purpose, but I don't know. I'm I'm just uh. I kind of I think we're actually in a really good spot with Cardano now because there's a cheap entry point if you want to buy some tokens. Once you buy some tokens, you can actually start doing the cool stuff. You could use NFT Maker, start minting your own stuff, and I'm telling you, that's what hooked me. Is once you're actually in the system and you use it and you see how cool it is, it's like going from walking everywhere to driving a car and you're just like, wow, a car is cool technology. And you're like, yeah, you haven't heard about this.
1: <laughs>
3: it's just so it's just amazing. But I I wanted to try and segue to a question that we had for you where maybe you've already answered this in a roundabout way, but maybe you haven't. And that is we've been touching upon like people who don't have bank accounts, people that don't have identities. There's so many use cases for Hard on in the world, but you personally, like, why do you think that NFTs? Because you're a computer scientist. Why do you think NFTs are so necessary
2: in the world now? And
3: what is their like their greatest use case to you?
2: Yeah. So um, actually, before before I answer the question, uh, let me let me circle back to the to the bear market thing because I think that's that's very interesting, and um, I I do agree with you in some. Aspects, because I, I do think, yeah, finally, not so much noise. Like you don't have to care about the hype; you can just sit down and build. But I think what a lot of people are missing, and that's uh, mostly coming from just uh, you know investor perspective, in a way, is um, that if the bear market takes too long, it is very hurtful for the companies building on on the cryptocurrencies. Um, like obviously, we as NFT maker, even we have way less liquidity now than than ever before and we have a lot of costs and we want to scale up as quickly as possible to be able to build better tools but because of this bear market we have to reduce that and um, a lot of projects are going to die in the bear market and a lot of projects are simply not going to make it or even get started because of the bear market And now uh, a lot of projects have to look for outside funding like we we are looking for, for investors and we're talking with them not necessarily because we can't afford it at the moment, but because we want to grow and be bigger and and build bigger and better projects, right? And I think that's something that um, is often overlooked, like, in this whole, you know, I don't care about the price sentiment. Like, I I also didn't, I used to not care about the price, but then I started the company, Now I'm responsible for over 20 people. Suddenly, I I do care about the price a little bit. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, but just just wanted to, to put that out there. But uh, besides that, so to answer your question, I, I think, as I mentioned, NFTs are infrastructure. In the end, NFTs are just a, a token, right? They're just a token and a proof of ownership. And you can move that proof very easily. So you make uh, this whole trading aspect more efficient and uh, most importantly, trustless, which is great because you can remove all the intermediaries. You can remove... Essentially, Amazon. You can remo- remove uh, eBay. You can remove all these different platforms through blockchains, and not only through NFTs, but also through other other blockchain tools, um, and and build something which is trustless and where you don't have to have one of these middlemen in between. And to me, I think the whole the whole aspect of like digital identity and especially connecting that with NFTs and connecting your Kind of credentials and what you have achieved in your life with NFTs in a secure and private way. I think that's the most interesting part because that is really a killer, killer use case. And if we can move the whole world towards storing identity and storing uh, credentials in people's wallets and storing the proof of that on the blockchain, then that would be would be huge because you can suddenly you know um, say okay, I, I can prove. That I do have the certificate. I can prove that I have this and this. I can prove that I own also maybe this uh, piece of land or this house and all this kind of stuff. Um, that is what I'm I'm really looking forward to. It's also the most difficult one to achieve, but uh, I think we're we are getting there slowly, slowly but surely.
1: And 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 that's that's one thing people all, often overlook when it comes to Cardano. Um, that the it Cardano like. Charles and the team, the entire team, they're creating something that's actually going to have real world impact. You know, a lot of people like in crypto just, oh, I want this new shiny object. I want this DeFi. I want this API. I want this um, board, Ape. I want this, all this stuff. It's all that stuff doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like people, there are people hurting in the world right now. They don't care about your your DeFi your your Money Lego you know all that stuff. They don't care about that stuff. You know like identity. You know uh, access to financial. You know basically financial inclusion. You know a lot of people like like Matt was saying like don't even have access to bank accounts. And I think that is something that Charles is really focused on. And that's why you see like I don't know if you guys I don't know if if you guys have noticed this but Charles is starting to become more like a top leader in the global stage. Like they, they recently was invited to Congress uh, like about crypto regulations. I don't see a lot of like, like blockchain like founders going to those types of things, but Charles is starting to get the respect. Like all these people, you can say all you want but we want to listen to this guy because he, <laughs> I think he's really building something here. Um, and that's one thing I really like about like Cardano uh, when you just like, just get rid of all the noise. Like you see that there's something here that he's building that can, those people in the current, you know, world of those current leaders, they don't have the answers. They don't know how to do these things. But this guy here and his company and the creators and the people in the ecosystem, like, like you, Patrick, like they're building, the, <laughs> they're building the solution to what we need to solve this world problem. And I, I think that's something people often overlook when it comes to Cardano.
2: I agree. And Charles is probably the most important uh, leader in crypto in general, um, at this point, at least.
0: There was something in what we were talking about, Patrick, when you were talking about building something like this and trying to figure things out. You, you, You are in at the moment... The CEO of something, you are the creator of something, you have employees to answer to. And when we were talking about Charles Hodgkinson and we're talking about him becoming a thought leader, there's a lot of pressure that comes on there. And there's a lot of pressure in running a business and running it in something that is predicated on so much uncertainty and there's so little control over what you can actually do to stabilize a market how much of that pressure affects what you do and affects what you think is best for the space the industry and for your employees like what's that thought process like because I, it it's admirable to to be someone in the space who's looking to bring out the platonic ideal but there's got to be a lot of hard asks you make of yourself and then that trickles down to your employees
2: Yeah, I I mean, that's the difficult part about it, um, this balancing act. And I think that's uh, for a lot of startup founders in general, not only in crypto, but they they always have to think about where do I want to see the world? Where do I want to lead the world into? and, And what do I want to contribute, basically, to this vision? And then also think about, okay, how can I make this profitable? How can I build something that actually is being used that people actually pay for and um, and kind of be responsible towards my employees and be responsible towards me uh, as a person as well, honestly. So um, so you kind of have to balance that. And I, I have to say, obviously, the number one priority is always, as a company, to make sure that everyone is just getting paid and that you build products which are being used and that people actually want and that you can make a profit off. Um, but I do so, and basically I, I I figure out, okay how can I use this? how can I build something which makes sense in the long term, which really makes sense towards you know enabling everyone, which makes things more accessible and which uh, gives uh, empowers people in a way and uh, and you have to you have to think about it um, like it's not it's not a clear thing, but um yeah, at least at least most people in Cardano are still focused more or more than in, on most other chains towards this idealism in a way, and and that's what I really love. And we, on Cardano, what you can also see that is that there are a lot of like these founders or not even founders, but like builders that are not interested in the money at all, and just are just building tools themselves without having the goal of building a big company or so, like Alessandro, who made the very first NFTs on Cardano, he, he doesn't want to lead a company. He doesn't want to become a, a billionaire or something like that. He just wants to build tools and advance the ecosystem towards the vision that he has for it. And that's really admirable. And everyone is kind of trying to do that. Um, some successful, some not so much, but yeah, that's that's what I like about it as well.
0: For every Edison, there is a Tesla. (laughs) I mean, you
2: know, they they were both very important, so that's the thing. Uh,
3: (laughs) Nathan, you had a question? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Patrick, you're right. And, you know, thank you for, like, giving me the the constructive feedback of, like, hey, the bear market is good for a lot of reasons, but it's not so good when you're a company founder. Because you're right. I don't have that perspective, right? I don't – I've only got a team of uh, two people right now, and I already find that complex to manage. (laughs) So – nonetheless, nonetheless, twenty. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of I, I do feel your pain there. I was also thinking it's kind of analogous to, um even though there aren't a lot of public companies that have Bitcoin on their balance sheet right now. You know, if you had it on your balance sheet and you were borrowing against it or whatever, and you're using that, hopefully not for operating expenses, you'd be pretty underwater right now. And Michael Saylor is seems to be the best example of that right now. But if you believe in Bitcoin over the long term, it it should be fine. but i I, I was going to get at that yeah, even in the bear market, you do have these concerns. Um, it certainly must be hard to to lead a company and continue to get on your mission of build products that people actually use, make sure that your employees are safe, happy, and healthy. But I was kind of going to get at, we haven't even talked about this. It's 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 not all bad, right? You've got this collaboration with Martin Lawrence going on. We haven't even touched on that. I think that's fascinating. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd love to know more about that or if anybody has any questions to jump in on that. That's, you know that's a positive that's come out um maybe that was a little bit before the bear market but i was i assume that that's still going on there's still stuff happening with that
2: yeah yeah i no uh, it was way more negative than or it's actually way more positive than i made it sound like in general things are going amazing uh, like i'm so glad we are building amazing tools we have amazing partnerships everything is going in the right direction and um, for nft maker but also for cardano and the martin lawrence thing was um was very interesting like was my first real drop you know with a celebrity like that and my first real interaction with him and i i got to meet him in real life and uh we we had like this amazing event or wow. uh, this red carpet event with like a screening of his of his reunion show and actually the nfts that we dropped allowed for access to this, this event so they were kind of tickets in a way which i think um, was really cool and just working with them was very interesting i learned a lot Um, you know hollywood is weird (laughs) when
1: (laughs) i say that there there are a lot of
2: moving things in the background that that you don't really see if you are not involved uh, like pr teams and so on but but yeah uh, you know the, the good thing with this collaboration was that essentially we had a lot of creative freedom as nft maker so we Consciously decided. Okay, we're only going to do 30 NFTs. They're going to be one of ones, high high quality art. Um, we're not just here for just making a quick buck, but instead we want to do it small and introduce Martin into the space, get him to learn about all of this, get him to see the process, and so on, and then have these NFTs be connected to real use case, which was uh, you know the entry to to the event um, to the red carpet show and and on top of that, we even brought in five artists from the Cardano scene and five artists from outside the Cardano scene. So we also gave them some opportunity for exposure and connecting their name to Martin Lawrence and stuff like that. So I think the drop and the project itself was amazing. And now that it worked so well and Martin is happy, happy, his team is happy, we can basically take the next step and uh, figure out, okay, what else can we do and bring to the table?
3: Well, and, th- and that's so interesting. And I-, I just wanted a quick follow-up at that of like, okay, I'm not huge in a celebrity culture. I knew who Martin Lawrence was because he's been big in America you know, since I was a little kid. Um, but I don't think that I ever really watched Martin or things like that. I would probably see him in movies. But it's so interesting that Martin Lawrence would be interested in Cardano specifically. He could have chosen Solana. I'm sure there were like lots of people courting him to do NFT crypto stuff. And so like, you may not be able to talk about this and that's okay if you aren't. I'm just interested like, did Martin Lawrence have to be convinced to use Cardano? Was he already tending towards Cardano? Like what is the, because there's a disconnect between people that are popular celebrities and knowing about technologies or avenues that they should, should go down.
2: I think he was convinced by the Snoop Dogg drop um, with the clay nation. I ah. think that was really what, what pulled the trigger because okay. yeah, people trust Snoop Dogg and if Snoop Dogg, I, I don't know if they've spoken about it or not. Um, but i know they they know each other so maybe they have and uh, you know if you see someone you like and respect do something and he's happy with that drop then uh, you know it's it's kind of an obvious next next step and essentially then uh, martin got into contact with uh, iog and then iog said okay here let's let's bring him to nft maker so that's kind of how we got into contact with him so it was very interesting and we didn't have to convince him at all like once they met us and uh, we we showed them the team and we spoke about our plans and so on, they were on board immediately. Um, they were extremely happy with what we presented them. And also that we basically went this journey with them and educated them on the way, because of course those people are not NFT experts. So they, they rely on us. And we, like, we need to explain all the things to them. And that was very important, just educating Martin, Martin and his team um, about the possibilities of NFTs in, in general.
1: I want to ask a question real quick. I was just—did go- you when you when you got to meet like Martin like in real life? Did you get to also meet Gina on uh, like the crew from the show? <laughs> or just, did you just uh, meet she, Martin?
2: So she was there. I think they oh. were all there actually, but I did not meet her. Oh. Um, like I didn't speak to her. I, I saw her, but I didn't speak to her. Man,
1: um, Gina, <laughs> man. man, you've made it. You've made it. Like you met, you saw Gina. You saw. Um, uh, what what's the other lady's name? Like the one, uh, what's her what's name the I know the exactly
0: show? who you're talking about. I can't remember her name on the show, but...
1: Is Tisha Arnold or something like Tisha that? Tisha
0: Arnold, yeah, Tisha Arnold. Yes. Yeah, yeah, were... yeah
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah I she can't was remember her there. name. She
1: was, she was there. there. Oh my God. Yeah, they were all
2: there. Uh, I, I think even, even for some short period of time, I think even Kevin Hart was there. Nice. Because Whoa. at some point, like all the people flocked towards like one corner of the <laughs> And I heard like rumors, oh, Kevin Hart is here and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I don't know if it's true because I simply haven't seen him um, because it was too too crowded. Right. yeah, it was incredible. And it, honestly, um, it's kind of weird, but in Europe, actually, I don't think that the Martin Show ever really aired. on Trashed. Not in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't as familiar with Martin Lawrence as you oh. might have been, and. In, in Germany, if I talk to people and I say, oh, I'm partnering with Martin Lawrence, most of them don't immediately know who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I go to the US and I say, ah, uh, you know, I, I had to buy the suit before going to, to the event. And I, I said them, uh, and, and the guy asked me, okay, why are you buying a suit? And I told him, yeah, I'm going to a Martin Lawrence event. And he was like, oh, you're going to meet Martin <laughs> Lawrence. It's amazing and stuff like that. So, He's
1: yeah. like an icon, like, like oh, is, yeah, uh, uh, Pam, her name is Pam. Yes. Happy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Also, yeah. he was in the Bad
2: Boys movies. Those
0: of made course. like a trillion
2: dollars. Yep. How do yep. you not you know go. that? No, no, everyone knows him, but uh, most of the time I kind of had to, like, to some people, like my mom and stuff, I had to say, you know, uh, Bad Boys, but not Will Smith, the other guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Speaking about Will Smith, who knows? Like, I mean, hey, we've had Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube actually came to the consensus event at uh, the Clay Nations, um, I think, after party or something like that. Um, yeah, it wasn't
2: the Clay Nations after party. It was the IOG after party. IOG
1: uh, after party, yeah. Okay. I know, But I know Snoop Dogg was, um, not Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube Ice was Cube, there. Yeah. Um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Frodo um,
2: was there. Frodo
1: was <laughs> there. Frodo was DJing. It
2: was amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Elijah.
1: And Like, hey, I'm not going to be surprised if we will see Will Smith, like, show up because, you know, the old bad boys thing. They might want to do an NFT drop. Hey, like Cardano. I mean, it's just fascinating to see um, a lot of people starting to, you know, I mean, just imagine if this was another ecosystem, it's going to be everywhere. But I mean, Cardano is like making waves uh, recently. It is.
2: Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's it's great. And just having like these two big celebrities in there. um, With Snoop Dogg and with Martin, I think that's like the president that we needed to get more people on board. And then also we have, of course, Good Charlotte and many other celebrities that have already done stuff on on Cardano. But I I feel like it's a storm brewing and uh, there's just so much more to come in in this area, particularly, I, I would say.
0: Well that means yeah. that we're going to have to have you on again, Patrick. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to keep bringing <laughs> you on to talk about Cardanos <laughs> and NFTs. And thank you so I'm much. A- uh, we're going <laughs> to wrap this one up, but I feel like we're going to have a lot more to talk about in a couple of weeks when we have you back on, Patrick. You could find Patrick on the Twitter machine at p padier fund. That's p a d i-e-r find that's f-i-n-d and you can find more information about nft maker at nftmaker.io you can follow nft maker on twitter at nftmaker.io all one combination of letters patrick thank you so much for joining us on nft 101 on the bitmart brain trust would you like to come back
2: i would love to thank (laughs) you so much for having me it was really a pleasure pleasure talking to you um and yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. So let's do it again. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. We, we, we loved it, Patrick. We know that your time is valuable and that we only technically booked you for 30 minutes. So the fact that we've got you here for an hour and it's good and you don't hate us,
2: we're just thrilled about that. So. Oh, I, I hate all of you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when we
0: assume.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> But Patrick, it's been, it's been um, fun, like, you know, having you, having you come to the, to the BitMart podcast, obviously, um, like I said, huge fan of your work, um, and I'll be, I'll be in touch, you know, just to talk about, you know, Cardano, you know, and NFT in general, um, and uh, yeah, we we'll would definitely love to have you, you know, come back, you know, some other time, maybe whenever you release a new feature, because I know you guys released the new feature, like not so long ago about like an airdrop that you can do now with NFT Maker, like you guys are constantly building stuff. So uh, yeah, we we'll would definitely like to have you come back and talk more about, you know, NFT Maker and just the industry in general.
2: Sounds perfect.
0: Lori well, right, Patrick, Kalichi, and Nathan, thank you as always for making me seem a lot smarter than I am about the world of NFTs. Mm-hmm. You can follow Kalichi and Nathan on Twitter by clicking the link in the description below, whether you're listening to the audio or video also Follow Patrick on Twitter. The man's a genius, for God's sake. And you can follow me on Twitter. Do the thing below. Uh, But this has been the Bitmark Brain Trust. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. Will we have a guest? Will I be crying? We don't know. The only way to find out is by like, commenting, and subscribing on YouTube. And also wherever you get audio. If you just can't stand looking at my face, I get it. I get it I get it but be sure to rate review and subscribe and also smash that like button ring the notification bell we'll see you back here next time on the bitmart brain trust
3: hey Nathan here from bitmart hope you liked that conversation I know that I always do it's great learning more about crypto and kind of putting a face behind all the technical jargon but that's not the last thing we have to do we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way and so here it goes All opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.